I'm not sure we're, we're deserving of a, an applause, but thanks for having us. I would just say quickly before we get started, uh, sorry, um, our marriage was bad, <laughs> just so you know, and this is like history and all that, but like as Susan was saying, this is like, going through this reminds us of, you know, helps us uh, think about the past and like, just to be clear, you know, we're going to read the story kind of monotone and, you know, just get through it, or I will. Um, but it was bad, just to like not sugar. Like it was really, really rough. So I don't want that to be missed and to think like, oh, it was bad and now it's good. It, like it was really, really bad, and no one ever saw this coming. Like where we are now with two kids and all kinds of stuff. Um, spoiler alert. Sorry, but I just wonder. It was bad. So <laughs> good. Sorry. All right. Um, I was raised in a small town in Central California with two Christian parents. I attended Christian school and went to church since birth. However, my parents were not living out their faith daily, and looking back, I would consider our church lukewarm. Many things were prioritized higher than faith, such as my parents' successful business, our education, and competitive gymnastics. I accepted Christ in second grade, but never really knew what it meant to need Jesus. I loved him, but life was always easy. That is, until my parents separated my senior year of high school. My parents never sat us down to have a conversation. One day, all my dad's stuff was gone. My world fell apart overnight. I was angry that my dad had abandoned us to pursue happiness elsewhere. I began looking for love from a high school boyfriend, and that relationship became abusive. My mom was still feeding me truth from God's word, but I wasn't really listening. I went off to college and continued down a destructive path, which only led to more hurt and brokenness. During my last semester in college, I met Tim, a Christian guy who played in the worship team at his church. I knew God brought him into my life for a reason. Tim was the first good guy that I dated. I went to church to, we went to church together, but didn't do what the Bible says. However, the years of destructive behaviors turned our relationship into a battleground. We fought about everything. So we did what any wise couple would do, We got married. (laughs) I was 24 and he was 26. We never had the fairy tale period in our relationship. One of our biggest fights was on our honeymoon. We both wanted things to be different, but we didn't know where to start. We often prayed, talked, had brief periods of reconciliation, but inevitably we'd find ourselves arguing again. After only 16 months of marriage, Tim asked me to leave. Um, I grew up in a, quote, Christian household, but always straddled the fence between my Christian and my secular friends. I had many great Christian mentors in my life um, and lived in somewhat of a bubble. However, no one really challenged my faith or why I believed what I did. There was no depth. I didn't read the word except for a few verses out of James. I was always involved in various churches, playing guitar, going to Bible studies, small groups, etc. But we were never challenged in our faith and never experienced any life change. During college, I bought a keg of beer for my neighbors. That night, I didn't go to the party, but someone there got high, drank my beer, uh, drove home on the wrong side of the freeway, and killed two people. California was starting a new program for these kind of offenses, and I was told that going to prison was a distinct possibility. Um, after three days of complete misery, I, turned, I finally turned back to God and said, even if I get locked up for the next 10 years, um, <laughs> bug, uh, I'll still get on my knees every day and thank you for all you've given me. An overwhelming, dramatic sense of peace filled me from then on, um, which even others noticed. Finally, after working with a lawyer, I turned myself into the officials. I never went to jail, and after some bargaining, settled for two misdemeanors, which were later expunged. 
I told people at the time the situation was terrible, but I wouldn't change it for anything because that's what brought me closer to the Lord. Uh, (laughs) I met Kaylin in my last summer class. It wasn't love at first sight, but we enjoyed spending time together, and we had a lot in common. We both professed professed to be Christian. We put a high value on working out, and we both knew that we'd never own a minivan. (laughs) However, as Kaylin mentioned, our relationship was tumultuous from the onset. We never had that honeymoon phase. We just moved right into the constant fighting, yelling, and name-calling. Like I said, it was bad. Uh, I'd never been part of that kind of relationship or even seen it, but somehow I fell right into it naturally. No one that I can remember was speaking truth in our situation. They all said, either poop or get off the pot, and God wants you to be happy. But to be honest, my heart was so hard, and I was so immature in my faith that I wouldn't have heard it anyway. Um, I still remember being so desperate for someone just to be honest with me. I felt in my heart that we shouldn't get married, and I'm sure everyone else thought that too, but no one spoke up. That was my perspective then, and obviously God had a much bigger plan for us. I packed up the majority of what I wanted for an extended stay at my mom's, which was three hours away from where we were currently living. After two weeks, we had one phone call where neither of us really said it, but we basically agreed it was over. I got the rest of my belongings a few weeks later and started a new life in my hometown. I truly felt like I'd lost everything, and the only thing I had left was God. So I clung to him like never before. I began reading through the Bible. I found encouragement in his word and by listening to praise music. I truly found the joy of the Lord and stopped seeking happiness from the world. I began working through the pain and scars of my parents' separation and the abuse. I knew I had played the biggest role in our failed marriage. I prayed Ezekiel 36, 25, and 26 every day. I had it printed and posted on the dash of my car. It says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. After several months apart, I was in the Bay Area and decided to call Tim just to see if he wanted to meet. This was the beginning of an on-and-off weekend relationship that lasted nine months. Every time we spent the weekend together, I would leave encouraged. No fighting, just making good memories together. But Tim would eventually call it off, and I'd be heartbroken. In February of 2011, Tim called after another month-long silence and wanted to meet. I knew something would have to be different. I told him I needed to pray about it. This time, I agreed to meet in a central location. I knew God was moving in his heart, but I was afraid. That day, February 12th, 2011, Tim recommitted to me in a park in Tracy, California. So after Kaylin moved down south, I started working on a trading desk at 4 a.m. So, so I moved into downtown San Francisco, which was a great distraction. I drank quite a bit, but I was still really confused and isolated. As Kaylin mentioned, we still kept in light contact. She did a fantastic job of balancing the line between letting me know that, letting me know that A, separating what, wasn't what she wanted, and B, she would respect any decision that I made. I had the divorce papers ready to go, but couldn't bring myself to file. After roughly nine months of separation, she told me over the phone, this isn't what I want because I wouldn't change it for anything because my relationship with God would not be where it is now. That struck a huge chord with me as those were the same words that I had said after I got arrested, which I never told her, by the way. Um, I hung up the phone and was really emotional, <laughs> totally confused and broken. I remember thinking, how can I walk away from like that, a woman like that? I'd be an idiot. Little by little, I started seeing her in a new light. I started respecting the person she was. I admired how, the, she, how she took a situation that she didn't want and used it to grow and improve herself. 
My heart may have softened a little bit during that period, but she is the reason we're back together now. Of course, this only happened by the grace of God and his spirit working in us. For the next year, we started rebuilding a relationship and creating new, healthy habits. Um, I feel like I should mention we dated. She drove up to San Francisco like every weekend for a year for us to spend that time together. It's amazing. Uh, but we didn't live together right away. Uh, the theme of this period was called healing. We desperately needed to heal from the scars, to laugh, to learn how to have fun together, and to go on an adventure without worrying about there being some knockdown, drag-out fight. It was a really sweet time and so critical before we actually moved back in together. I am truly different. I am changed thanks only to God's power and grace. I forgave my dad for all the ways he hurt me and shattered my dreams for my future family. I stopped wanting Tim to be someone else and began loving him just as God made him. We are opposites, but God knew what he was doing. I needed a lighthearted, fun-loving, flexible partner in life because I am organized and type A. I still feel so grateful that he chose me twice. I used to have no control over the words that came out of my mouth. Now, through the Holy Spirit's work in me, I can stop and hold my tongue. Proverbs 21:23: those who guard their mouths and tongues keep themselves from calamity. In conflict, I sometimes don't respond at all because I don't want to respond inappropriately. I am still learning to process and communicate lovingly when circumstances are stressful. We now enjoy each other's company and have fun together. I love when we have quiet time in the morning. We start our day reminding ourselves of his truths, and then we can love each other and encourage each other well. Also, I'm now ready and willing to look in the mirror and see my sin and repent. Psalm 139, 23, and 24 says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. I used to focus on pointing out Tim's failures, and now I'm more aware of what areas where I struggle and need growth and grace. I'm so blessed by Tim's walk with the Lord, his desire to read the word, and his commitment to meet with friends who spur him on in faith. I see Tim pursuing God with a new energy. He, re- he values reading, serving, and sharing his faith. So I'd like to say that the biggest way God has changed a relationship is blank, but there are so many, and the list keeps growing. Um, one, he's teaching us forgiveness, even in the small things. The time in between an argument and reconciliation is constantly declining. It used to be days, now it's hours or even minutes. We can now have fun together and laugh. This almost never happened before, at least not for more than a few seconds, knowing that there would surely be an argument soon after. Most nights, we have great talks on the couch after, after the kids go to bed. Deep conversations without fighting, it's a novel con- concept. God has shown me what it looks like to value my wife. I am far from perfect, but the idea of cherishing her, the idea of cherishing her and admiring her skills and what she brings to the family has really been a game changer. Ephesians 5, uh, verse 25 and then 28 say, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and he gave himself up for her. Um, and then 28, Husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. My individual walk with the Lord has changed immensely. I'm sad to say that this didn't change during our separation, but it's been a constant steady change since moving from California to Texas. I've been reading a lot through the Old Testament, which has drastically shaped my view on Jesus, who he is and the gravity of what he did for us. And my view of Jesus is changing how I view the Bible and how I view sharing with others, how I steward my time, and what I want my relationship with my kids and my wife to look like. I thought this was our testimony, but God had so much more in store for us. After reconciling, he opened a door for a new opportunity in Dallas. God truly has a sense of humor. On our wedding day, I told Tim, 
if you ever leave California, I'll just stand there and wave. I had no desire to leave my family of origin. I had always placed them above him. This was a true test. We prayed for a new job. Tim only applied to one job outside San Francisco, and here we are. We both felt convicted that if he opens a door, we can't say, no, God, not that door. Dallas is now our home. We are truly grateful for the friendships we've made here and how much our faith has continued to grow. We did re-engage shortly after moving as a way to strengthen our marriage in the midst of this huge transition. We also didn't want to be isolated in a new place where we hadn't yet made connections. We needed this curriculum and the reminder of who holds it all because we then began our journey of infertility. After doctors determined why we were struggling to conceive naturally, we prayed through our decision to do IVF. I don't think we could have survived this struggle, but had God not prepared us for it in advance. And now we have an additional part to our testimony. We have two sweet boys, Brandon and Bo, and I'm so grateful that I get to be a mom. I waited for Tim, I waited for babies, and I'll probably have to wait again someday. But I trust that God is good, he can do all things, and I will wait on his timing. He is the author of life. He redeems all brokenness. He heals our wounds, and he restores marriages. He did it for us, and he'll do it for you. Lean into him. Lastly, I've realized a few more things about God um, that I didn't know before. One, he's incredibly good. Psalm 34, 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is he who hides in him. Um, second is God loves and pursues his people, all of us, with a, with a passion that we'll never fully understand on this earth. Uh, third is that God has been redeeming and restoring his people since the beginning of time. Romans 5.18 says, Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in the condemnation for all people, so one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. So my biggest takeaway is, um, if you realize what God did for us, you will view others differently, you'll love others differently, and your relationship with your wife will naturally grow. A better, relationship, or a better marriage is simply a byproduct of a closer relationship with Jesus. Thanks for letting us share our story.